And now the podcast about a group of friends who had never seen Arrested Development and the one podcaster who had no choice but to get them all together. This is Frozen Bananas and Ketchup. Anyang, and welcome back to a very special episode of Frozen Bananas and Ketchup. This week we will be discussing Ready, Aim, Marry Me. I am your host, John, and joining me as always are my pretty good co-hosts, Charlie, Gio, and Peter. Gentlemen, welcome back. Hello. Hello there. And this is a very special episode because we have a special guest who requested specifically to join us for this episode, Peter Two, also known as Peter Horton. Peter, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. You're going to get some hop-ons. <laughs> oh, we are going to get some hop-ons. And I'm happy to get hop-ons in this case. For those who are just uh, following along and not re-watching, first of all, shame on you. But second of all, here's the synopsis of the episode. Desperate to find money, at George Sr.'s request, Michael contacts Uncle Jack, a man who the family has had past business relations with. Meanwhile, the family members enjoy their weekend getaways at a local spa slash resort, and Michael suggests to Tobias that he buy a tape recorder to listen to some of his questionable phrasing. So let's jump right on in and see why Peter Horton requested this episode. Peter, give us your spiel. So, yeah, I, I know you guys are all big fans of Tobias and uh, my recollection. So my, my history with the rest of development, I've seen the entire series uh, quite a few times. Definitely the first three seasons more than the, uh, the fourth and fifth. This one stuck out in my mind as a very, uh, a very big showcase for our, our, our friend Tobias. Uncle T-Bags, if you will, <laughs> uh, later on. So. I was very happy to discuss this with you guys. I'm sure you guys had a great time with this one. I think it was going to rate high and I uh, look forward to talking with, uh, with you guys about it. Right, very good. Very good. And let's jump over to Peter. Peter one, rather. Peter, what are your thoughts on this episode? I enjoyed it. I thought there was lots of funny bits included. There was some introductions to some new characters that were, were fun and interesting. So yeah, I, I liked it. Excellent. And Charles W. Chuck Noel, what do you got for us? I also really liked it. I have to agree. Tobias uh, stole the show for me. But yeah, it was it was a great episode. Enjoyed it very much. Right, very fun. And Giovanni, what say you? I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. It was definitely funnier than some of the most recent episodes. Um, I thought it was really hilarious, and I, I loved Tobias's parts in this. And, and Lucy Lostero was in this for a short period of time there, and she's my favorite. <laughs> Touch <laughs> of disease. Carl Weathers. Touch of the disease. <laughs> Very good. Very good. So I guess without further ado, let's jump in, and let's start with Charlie. Charlie, what is a topic you wanted to discuss? I like how Lucille 2 is just sick and tired of Job. <laughs> <laughs> it's very needy. Very needy. And I like how she was saying how she was going to go to a spin class. And Job was just like, wait, I thought you have vertigo. Like, <laughs> She wanted to get away from him that badly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like so desperately wanted to get away from him but yeah i liked i liked how his neediness was still being played and how it was still unknown to buster until like the very end but also how you find out that lucille too is also having her own little relationship going on with sitwell so yeah i thought that little romance triangle going on was was pretty fun to watch for a valentine's episode 
But yeah, I think I think it being a Valentine's episode as a whole was just really kind of fresh as opposed to like a Christmas episode. In a way, it was a love square instead of a love triangle. <laughs> yeah. I want to actually jump in on that one too. Uh, so so when Joe made the comment about spin class, this came out at a time in my life. Uh, actually, I, I saw it after the fact, not when it actually aired. Um, I was a little late to the game, but uh, I also didn't know that uh, that was biking uh, and uh, my my first impression of spin class was uh, yeah just spinning around so yeah someone with vertigo probably not a great idea. <laughs> if that was a real thing, would you have attended? Absolutely. Do you remember those little uh, like they it was like a saucer thing when we were kids, um, like big plastic thing, and you just like kind of there's a steering wheel in the middle. You just kind of crank that thing and spin around, sit and spin. Oh yeah. Like, and they have the rides at like theme parks where you do that too. If it was a room full of that and like some, you know, fit person, what? like screaming at you instructions, wearing a headset. Like, yeah. I'm all for that. <laughs> go left. Now go right. <laughs> it sounds like you have a business venture in the works of just making your own class with those. Sit and spins. There we go. There we go. Let's see. Let's jump over to Geo. Geo, what's a topic you had for us? I like the when Lucille two or not Lucille one. Sorry, uh, talks about Lucille two, and she keeps calling her that bitch. Like I'm telling, <laughs> I'm telling, I'm talking about the fact that my friend Lucille Ostero bought our company, and I think she's going to home for a paragraph. That bitch. <laughs> she's like screaming out bitch at the top of her lungs it was hilarious every time Even she when says she's that bitch at home she screams yeah. to try to make it seem like so that she could hear her being called bitch but she's not at home so she's, she's not, not her neighbor <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like quoting using her hands to air quote but she has a drink in her hand she, so she's and she keeps going all cold. And then Tobias slipped down he's like was your mother here <laughs> and then Tobias, George, Tobias. George Michael slipped in it too and he and and he's like oh your grandmother had a little accident michael said and then george michael's like oh does that mean she she's got to come live with us and he's like no <laughs> no it, it was just a drink and even if it wasn't that <laughs> like, was funny that was a funny opening another funny point in the beginning of the episode was when when uh, uh michael was showing george michael the basket and he's like george michael we got a basket full of father-son fun here and george michael was like What's karma suture oil? He's like, maybe it's not for us. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Peter one, what do you got for us? I guess my first talking point is potentially a question is usually with the rest of development, like their titles are a little clever and their ties into the episode a couple different ways of potential. I have no idea why this episode is called ready. Aim, marry me. So I, I think we should open that up to the group. Did anyone catch it? I know that uh, uh, Jack says it. He's like getting getting ready to aim, be aimed at someone to attack someone. But he doesn't say marry me. I know. He just says ready aim. But I it think. is related to Uncle Jack. One of Jack's movies? Yes. Okay. I that was his flop. Missed that. I guess, I mean, that, I guess that's a little clever, but I'm a little disappointed in that. Because like I said, usually there's a couple different interpretations of it. That just seems like a random name to pull. And I obviously missed the reference. So interesting. I know some of you guys haven't really seen too far ahead from this point but it did uh it struck me as kind of like maybe a foreshadowing of uh where maybe is headed yes yeah i don't know if that's intentional or not i'm, I'm sure you know you know more about the uh the behind the scenes stuff than i do i, I think that's in, definitely intentional let's go over to peter too 
what is a topic you had for us? Yeah, again, not my first time visiting this episode. In fact, I did watch it two times uh, tonight. So I was a little surprised. Um, when I first fell into Arrested Development, I didn't really know a lot of these actors. And in the aftermath, you know, definitely a big fan of Jason Bateman, uh, Will Arnett, you know, a few of the others. Michael Sarah, you know, kind of hit or miss for me. But um, uh, Job in this episode, I think he was a real sleeper hit, real... Um, Real strong, subtle performance in this episode from Job. I think uh, the 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 spin class. You know, I thought you had Vertigo was great. The uh, the double take when he broke into the two tents with uh, with Michael and then with Lindsay. Um, <laughs> I, I I just I, I you know it, it's been a while since I've watched this, but I definitely that got a chuckle out of me. Um, the the whole uh, Michael. Michael, when he saw him with Tobias, and then you know, same thing with Lindsay when uh, when he saw her with Uncle Jack. It's like <laughs> that that just that that tickled me. Job's very emotional in this episode. Uh, it was fantastic. His expectations were subverted. I I also liked uh, Job's uh, dance, like ka ka ka, when Lindsay was going chicha chicha, and they're both <laughs> yeah. dancing at the same time, going crazy. They don't know what chickens sound like or move like apparently and it was i thought that was pretty damn funny they're both moving and uh, peter give give us your chicken noise no. me my, my chicken noise <laughs> i said peter but, even geo oh, does okay. it better <laughs> all right peter let's hear yours i'm not doing it but i also not <laughs> pretending to be a chicken and the fact that they were both pretending and both doing completely different actions and sounds i thought was hilarious cheetah cheetah <laughs> going crazy. Like... <laughs> she, she looked like uh there's a dance that the, that the character does in fortnite i haven't ever played it but i i know the dance and it looked like the one of the the dance that she was doing looked like one of the dances of one of the characters in Fortnite. I think it's the one where the guy <laughs> with a loser on the L on his forehead, dancing, picking up his legs up and down and stuff. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Char Charlie. What is another topic you had for us? I think the whole bit about having Tobias have to having to record himself was great. What what is it? I premature prematurely shot my wad. Shot wad. shot my wad. wad. <laughs> I've got a dry, bit of a mess like, on my hands supposed here. To be a dry run. Yeah. And I have like, a mess, something of a mess on my hands. Yeah. Like the <laughs> amount of just double entendres in this episode was just so gross and amazing. So many poorly chosen words. <laughs> and just at the end when he's like listening to his recording, he's like. There's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. FPN, he's like, even if it means me taking a chubby, I will suck it up. Nothing wrong with he's that. Like, he's like, from oh, another Tobias, episode, yeah. you yeah. blow hard. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> another one of his comments that was funny was like, well, Michael, you really are quite the Cupid, aren't you? I tell you, you can zing your arrow in my buttocks anytime. <laughs> into my buttocks. He's just into. Into. And Tobias did the whole uh, trial of the romantic getaway and ended up just doing the romantic getaway. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. You just did. That's a wonderful package. I'll take it. <sighs> Let's see. I think that takes us to Geo. Geo, what is another topic you had for us? It's better than you did. Dating Lucille too, that bitch. <laughs> that was one of my quotes. So when Uncle Jack first arrived, I was like, he looked like a priest. He was wearing all black clothing and he had like a little white piece on his neck. I was like, is he a priest? 
I was kind of confused on that. But I love the parts when he first came in. He was like, swoop me to the nuts. The bridge mix. The bridge mix, fool. <laughs> back to the blonde. Back to the blonde. I won't go wheelchair. Twirl me around. He, he kept doing all these, like, commands, and I thought it was hilarious. Martin Shore really did a good job. Shoot me. Look at me. I pinned the army, man. I like that he screamed when he saw Lucille. Like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought it was... It's This show gets a lot of uh, pretty big-name guest stars. Martin Shore does, um, qu- has quite the reputation in the comedy uh, genre, and the fact that he came in for that part was, was funny, and the fact that he, start, he was like this 90-year-old fitness guru that can't use his legs and refuses a wheelchair, so he hires a like half deaf bodybuilder to lug him around everywhere. It's pretty funny, an interesting character for sure. Uh, definitely a good get for the show. And I know uh, former guests who I will not name specifically asked not to be on this episode because they detest that character. So uh, Uncle Jack is, uh, you, you love him or you hate him. Sounds like we've got some Uncle Jack fans on here. Uh, as a as a current guest, I, I, I can feel that sentiment. Uh, he, he's a just a vile character to me. <laughs> Um, but I mean, he's, it's, it's one of those, I mean, Martin Short just nailed it. I mean, it was exactly what it was supposed to be. The, uh, the whole, the Jack LaLanne reference. I mean, that, that's just, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. You, you can't go wrong with Martin Short. I mean, I, I get why a lot of people probably don't like him, but uh, he, he's just such a showman. Oh, absolutely. I'm not a big fan of his movies, like the three amigos with, uh, Chevy Chase and them and, Martin. and Steve Martin. Yeah. Oh, but... bite your tongue, Gio. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I liked him in this episode though. Yeah. I mean, the character itself was a little cartoonish, even for Arrested Development absolutely. standards, but. But I, I kind of gave it a pass just because I'm like, it was, I let it be a little outrageous. And oh, it's way over I, the top, I, but they're having yeah. fun with it. And <laughs> he, he nails it, like Peter said. I was getting afraid when he was sitting on that ledge. I thought he was going to fall off. I, I'm afraid of heights. Even, <laughs> not, yeah, even, yeah, not, him. not even looking at where <laughs> he's going to fall down to. I was like, Dra- dragons in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good thing Michael was there. Mama! <laughs> uh, let's see uh peter one what do you got for us i chuckled a little bit and i thought of geo right before the introduction of the uncle jack character when george senior wedged his arm under a furnace while chasing a sour that <laughs> rolled out of his pocket i'm like that's such a geo move that was funny uh, <laughs> I would do something like that. And I just, again, going off of the Uncle Jack and like the dynamics that it showed off to the family, it alluded to the fact that previously Lucille probably did some questionable things with him in order to secure some finances. And the fact that um, at one point Michael was willing to pimp out his sister to him as well in order to secure finances, again, showed some interesting dynamics within the blue family as well so i thought that was interesting was michael wrong to do that (laughs) i mean (laughs) pimping out your family members isn't cool (laughs) (laughs) Lindsay didn't seem to have a problem with it she was kind of okay with it when she realized it was happening she's like well you said i don't do much for the company so i might as well try this i guess (laughs) but in general, I, I would say that it is frowned upon to pimp out family members 
I do like how the voiceover was like, yeah, he was like, what the voiceover say exactly? It's like Michael he, was conflicted. Yeah, like, <laughs> like before he, he could say it, he was like, oh yeah, no, that's fine. We can we can work that out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. Uh, on my second viewing, I did put subtitles on uh, just you know to, to keep the episode a little quieter, and I noticed the uh, the. The narration for the the voiceover um, was cut off uh, on the word honor, <laughs> and uh, just it drops right into Michael. So yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Speaking of you, Peter, too. What do you got for us? Uh, so I, I'll hop over to um, to Job and Buster uh, in this episode. I like that dynamic when they're uh, they're skulking around in their uh, camo outfits on the beach. Uh, and sneaking up and choking out pretty much uh, <laughs> all the poor uh, attendants that work at this uh, the Four Seas Resort here. Buster's army training is working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How would you like to go to sleep, Baldy? <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> he's, a tra- he's a trained killer now. <laughs> there was one part when Buster was like talking to Job, and, and Job was like, "I need someone with skills," and he was like, "Skills." He stops drop and roll like he's in some kind of commando or something. And then he's like, these kind of skills? Four minutes later. <laughs> yeah. Job was very patient just standing in the doorway that long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now I'll just throw it to the floor. Does anybody else have topics? I think there was a lot of dovetailing in this episode. If I don't, I don't know what it's dovetailing really is but but uh, john says it but if john says it and it seems like there's dovetailing right, hang on hang on geo what do you think dovetailing is uh dovetailing i think is when different parts of the show leads to different results and, and it comes to the same result at the end yes all right, right? yeah you got it okay good <laughs> That's what I thought it was. Good. Yeah, different. I think there was good connect. They coalesce at the end. Yeah, coalesce. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Whatever. <laughs> I got it right. I knew what it was. <laughs> you did. Good job, Gio. <laughs> yes, I'm happy about my broken clock. Is right twice a day. All right. Yep. <laughs> uh, I, I do have one other thing. Uh, so when Michael is coming out of the uh, the attic and runs into maybe uh, that that was another uh, probably one of the the pinnacle scenes of the the entire series. I would say uh, between Michael and maybe I just screwed my brother in law. <laughs> like <laughs> the, the whole build up to that, like. Uh, don't tell me what that means, and I don't want to know about this, and then that, and it's uh, you know, well, uh, I guess I'm a I'm a grown up now, like <laughs> super, just, just, uh, that, that was that was that was perfect. Yeah, like my dad wants to thank you for the romantic getaway. Don't tell me what that means. He's also dressed up all western. You can leave that part out or leave that out that part out for me too or whatever. And then he's just like, I just screwed my brother in law. It's like, oh dear! Again, the classic poor, uh, <laughs> poorly chose uh, words. Seems like Tobias isn't the only one that needs to rethink some of his phrasings. I do like how Tobias called him out on the amount of times that he says "afraid." <laughs> he like, says it a lot, yeah. He's like, you know, Michael. Perhaps I should buy you that tape recorder. Do you have any idea how <laughs> how often you say the word "afraid"? And after he says that, I'm thinking about it. It's like, you do say that quite a lot. <laughs> well, I yeah, know I, I said it in the jacuzzi. <laughs> I thought it was a pool toy. 
<laughs> don't, I don't want to know what the pool toy was, but oh I think some of the aspects didn't age too, too well. I feel like Buster was kind of slut shaming Starla a little bit and literally yelling that she's a whore. I mean, they didn't specifically go into detail about her romantic history, but that was a little odd. But it was funny to see him like trying to escape bathroom windows in order to avoid uh, any kind of sexy time with his girlfriend. Yeah, I think he's projecting his own insecurities. Yeah. And then also I don't I don't think maybe calling Uncle Jack Mr. Cool Half Man really <laughs> ages very well. Um but I, I think that's just a teenager <laughs> thing. I, I think kids today would still say that. I think also, I mean, the the nature of how he became a a quote unquote half man uh, probably warrants a little bit of ribbing. Dropping a 350 pound barbell on himself on his uh, 70th birthday. Too much. Not a nice math. Yep. Five, five pounds for every year. There you go. (laughs) Around the same time that Buster and Job were joining forces. And when, when Buster found out that, that Joe was sleeping with Lucille, too, he was like, you weren't trying to get into her head. You, you were trying to get into her, her robes and slippies. She's my girlfriend. That's a quote. <laughs> I love that part. Robes I, and I was a big fan of the, uh, the, the repeat iterance of uh, robes and slippies. I'm, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm a big fan of robes and slippies myself around the house. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's fair. Comfort city right there. Are they as nice as hers? Oh, I can't imagine they are, no. <laughs> oh, those got to be silk, right? I, I do have one silk one. I don't wear it, uh, <laughs> I and I, I do not have slippers. No no slippies. Uh, oh. Barefoot. Barefoot city over here. Up your comfort game. <laughs> Apparently, I need to. Did anybody notice how, uh, you know how Buster always says, like, hey, brother, and this episode he said, hey, fake Uncle Jack. I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I got that part. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and he did say "Hey, brother" in this episode when he was confused when Job opened the door. Hey, brother. Oh, I, I had a quote as well. Sometimes love should be terrifying, and that was from Buster. <laughs> uh, I know we already talked about that scene a little bit, but uh, uh, that that just <laughs> that that one sticks with you. I like that quality. <laughs> love should be terrifying. Because Starla is a little, um, a little more experienced than normal girls. <laughs> no, normal girls, yes. Like Lucille, too. Honestly, I, that, that was another thing that called into question for me. I just, you know, I, obviously at this point in her life, Lucille, too, probably not exactly the same as Starla. But back in the day, Gio, back me up here. I think uh, Lucille, too, probably was, uh, she, she had a few Quincy Jones Yes, yes. Lucille, too, was someone to be, she was enamored by all. Three guys in this episode alone in her 70s, so. <laughs> she didn't quite have the touch of Dizzy's back then. Informal poll here. Who is the best match for Lucille, too? Is it Job? Is it Buster? Is it Stan Sitwell? Or is it Geo? It'd be Geo. Yeah, it'd be Geo. Are we unanimous? Do we even need to go around the table on this? All right, let's Gio. take let's take Geo out of the mix. Take Geo out. What do we got? Stan Sitwell. Buster. I would say Stan. Buster has too much baggage with his mom, and Job has too much baggage with just everything with his family. So, and she did change Buster's diaper as a baby. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, oh damn! I forgot <laughs> about that too. I forgot about that. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> Scrap my answer. <laughs> 
You blowhard. Alopecia it is. I mean, that's why she wasn't surprised. <laughs> She's already seen as Charlie Brown's. Exactly. <laughs> that bitch! <laughs> All right. Let's jump over to our frozen bananas. This is where we rate the episode 1 to 10. And we're going to start with Charlie this time. Charlie, what do you got for us? I really like this episode. I thought it was very funny. I gave this episode an 8. All right. Very good. Eight from Charlie. Gio, what do you got for us? I really enjoyed this episode. It was very funny. Many, many funny moments were had in this in this episode. I, I give it a 8.8 frozen bananas. Ooh. High up there. Excellent. All right. Peter one. I also enjoyed this and I'm aligning with Charlie. I'm also giving it an eight. All right. Very good. Peter two. Yeah, I, I thought long and hard about this one. Uh, trying to compare it to the rest of the series, I think this one's got to be a nine for me. Um, it, it's up there. You know, this is a lot going on. It's not quite as dense as some of the other episodes, but there's a lot of you know subtle behind the scenes kind of stuff going on. And uh, yeah, this one really speaks to the whole miscommunication theme kind of running throughout the series. Uh, yeah, solid nine. All right, very good. And as for me, I'm going to say this episode, it does a lot of things that the show does well. It does go a little over the top at some points in a, in a fun way. But overall, like, yeah, like now that I've seen the series, I can say like a lot of this episode is a little forgettable, but still fun. But it doesn't stick with me as well as some of the other episodes. So I'm still going to rate it highly and give it an eight. Uh, eight frozen bananas. Definitely some fun moments in there. Next week, we'll be discussing the episode out on a limb. Uh, does anybody have any guesses what the episode's about just based on that? I feel like that dude, what's that dude with the one arm? Jay Walter Weatherman? Yeah, I feel like he's making an appearance. <laughs> what about what about Johnny Bark? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because he was out on the limb early in the series. I'm intentionally misleading. I know exactly what's going on in this because <laughs> I've seen the whole thing. But, uh, you know, <laughs> Johnny Bark. Gio, do you have any guesses? No guesses to me. I don't know. I'm like, I'm not good at guessing. All right, very good. Well, we will find out soon enough. So, as always, I'd like to thank my regular co-hosts, Geo, Charlie, and Peter. Gentlemen, it has been a pleasure. We do what we can. Exactly. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, we do. And I'd like to thank our special guest, Peter Horton, also known as Peter Two. Peter, it has been a pleasure having you, and we hope to have you back before uh, we wrap the series. Uh, it's been a pleasure being here. Let me know, you know, if you if you're hurting for a guest. Uh, I mean, you can't go wrong. Arrested Development, great show. Let us know any specific episodes you'd like to join us on, and we will be happy to have you back. All right, sirs, I think now uh, you should all record yourself and see how terrible you all sound. <laughs> I don't like my voice. Neither do I. I love my voice. I'm the only one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye, everybody. See ya. Wouldn't want to beat you. Anyang. That's just something that happens to the body when you shake it. (laughs) That's a great quote. Yeah, he's just like spitting out. Whatever you had in there. Did that make you sick, Geo? No. All it right, looked good. like water. Like you drink a glass of water and just spit it out. If it was something gross, like creamy looking, I would have got probably sick. <laughs> good to know. <laughs> creamy looking. Yeah, like like milky looking. <laughs>